0: Materials podcast hosted by Mike Turek, Emily Yates, Kelsey Coons, and Gerard Cuomo. All our current EMS providers and educators with a combined 30 years' experience. Each month, we discuss EMS news, medical science, and review actual EMS calls, bringing many educational opportunities to the listener. Portions of the calls have been altered to protect the privacy and identity of all involved.
1: Hello and welcome everyone back to the Medic Materials Podcast. So I'm excited since the four of us are on the same podcast for the first time in God knows how long. Um, what? Yep. We have our resident- uh, oh, Got a
0: badass over here.
1: In Emily, <laughs> we have our, our brand new baby paramagician, Kelsey, with us. And uh, I I don't really have to introduce you, Gerard. You just- Are existing in awesomeness every time. No, no,
0: no, there's just no words for me. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: and the only intro I really have for you is the "Finally, when you come back." Um, but uh, you only really missed one episode, so I don't feel like it's really, you know, good enough to use that right now.
0: (laughs) We only missed a few.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Wait until you miss a few. And then, you know, the suspense, it's like, oh man, where's Gerard? Where's the girls? You know? So mm-hmm. it is what it is. But, uh, so we finally covered our first EMS news topic, uh, the last time in the, uh, in the discussion episode that we had. And I think it was really funny because as I'm recording, uh the uh the the new recording studio is now my office, which is downstairs on the first level of my new house. And nice. um, yep, I don't have to be schlucked to the basement anymore. Um and uh back
0: in, your hole. back in
1: your hole. I know, I know, right? And uh one of the funny things was Jess and I went out to dinner a couple nights ago, and um she's like, Yeah, she's like, I I heard about that call, and I was like what do you mean? And I'm thinking she like listened to the podcast. And I was like, I didn't even put up the podcast yet. Like, it's not even live. Like, how'd you listen to it? She's like, you talk really loud. And I was sitting in the next room. And I was like, Oh, Uh,
2: so instead of Jess coming over and being like, Hey honey, can I give my input? She just eavesdropped.
1: Right. Exactly. Uh, So so she ended up bringing it up and, She, she like went and watched the video and was reading the comments. And she was kind of taken aback, like we were, in that, like, oh my God, how do so many people agree with what this dude did? And kind of piggybacked off of what we were talking about. And it was, and it was just really interesting to see another perspective uh, than just our three, you know?
0: What did you see his? latest comment like i did because they, they're not going to charge him i didn't yeah oh yeah yeah it's uh it, it, look at ems1 today and uh you'll see he uh he basically like literally <laughs> said fucking, oh well fucked around and find out but i hope you all learn your lessons don't sit in a fucking paramedic
1: oh my goodness <laughs> so double down on stupid
0: Oh, he doubled straight down on it. Like, oh. Not no contrition. Not, you know what? I lost my cool. I need to freak it. Use this as a learning opportunity. We can teach other people how to you know maintain calm and present. Nope. Came straight up and was like, motherfucker found out, didn't he? Oh,
1: my goodness. <laughs> 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 well, he gets a uh, bona fide for that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, hey, you know what? There's something to be said about a man that sticks. you know digs his fucking heels in and that's it i guess so if you're you're, you're gonna die on that hill then you've 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 chosen the hill you're gonna die i guess yeah i guess so uh just
1: just like custer (laughs) (laughs) um exactly uh but uh but yeah so i thought that was kind of fun uh that uh even even before the episode came out and i hope that a lot of people you know have uh, really interesting conversations, uh, you know, and that becomes a, a topic of discussion. And I think that's what came out of that episode as I'm editing it, it you know, the more discussion that, that we had, it, it just kind of grew into this, like, where's this going to go from here? Where can we take it now? We clearly, because of you, Gerard, just found out the guy took it straight down to beat street.
0: Oh, Oh, he, he took it to the whole Shaquille,
1: right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like that was a Jordan dunk. Uh, yep. Straight, straight over like everyone's head, straight in. Uh, but uh, yeah. you know, hopefully the the masses can instead take it in a better direction, like we kind of spoke about on the last episode. But uh, today we're gonna go back to what we are really, really good at. In that we're gonna break down a really interesting call uh, that uh, that I received that has a lot of EKG stuff and just you know it's a fairly straightforward call however the EKG makes this really interesting stuff that the Mahabuchi talks about and we've kind of talked about but really never have like dove into uh so I think it lends itself to some interesting conversation and I'm I'm eager to hear your guys opinions so I'm gonna you know chuck it over to Kelsey for her rig check and then we will get started So
2: guys, first order business on the ring check is once again, we are pushing Patreon become a salty veteran and get access to the now twice monthly, the next episode live stream with Gerard and Mike talking about life. Gerard's moving and getting used to his new job, everything that's been going on, especially with the crazy weather and what seems to be an uptick in really severe patients that we've been having and seeing lately. Um, Also, then you get access to our third episode of Podcast Recordings a Month, which we luckily are able to get more back on track of now that our schedules have seemed to wind back up. We have Twitter, so follow us at Medic Materials for daily posts, just like we do on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to shout out our listeners in Japan and Louisiana today. Also, shout out specifically to Louisiana since I just spent the week weekend there. Thank you, guys. And our newest Patreon, Sydney. And we're also going to apologize Good. in advance, as Gerard just got an iPhone, so his audio may sound kind of wacky. But that is No, don't it. hate
1: so an iPhone. Enjoy the
2: episode. down girl. <laughs> yeah,
1: <duck out laughs> <of you. laughs>
0: the inferiority of the Apple. <sighs> I mean, uh, I don't know. It.
3: You sound better than she does right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 it's literally like, I, I know how, like, Oppenheimer felt when watched the bomb explode the first time you know he's like i have become death the destroyer of
1: worlds
0: oh jeez, man <laughs> it, my god what have i done
1: what have you done <laughs> exactly what have you done um <laughs> my my heart mourns for you every day my friend
0: <laughs> oh, uh, it's so hard to get used to
1: uh oh, you know you, you're going back in technology like 15 decades I know, like it, you know, it's like using the original Motorola bag phone. Ooh, ooh, going way does back not, in the way back
0: field razor.
1: I <laughs> don't even feel
3: bad with the amount of shit you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh it's right. like
0: hey we've got split screen multitasking i'm like well i've had that for 10 fucking years already but sure but but hold on but hold
1: on now you. hold on Gerard. <laughs> with the picture of the food that you posted on your facebook today
0: it does take nice, nice you, you, could, you could
1: you could 100 be the next you know instagram model
0: D- well i mean <laughs> 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 well, i guess there's a fetish for everything right <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> never get my know my family
0: and hey. OnlyFans going and hey man yeah get, there we go
1: get Kelly bring her on to the oh, yeah. OnlyFans take picture there we of your go. feet you make a million dollars
0: right there we go hey, there you know, go you're onto here
1: there you go uh... I just I just
0: I'll just have like a plate of food like that just sits there in front of the camera goes, no, no 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 she's sticking her feet in it trust me. <laughs>
1: Oh man, this took a turn. All right. Well, I'm Sorry. going to readjust this conversation <laughs> since I led it astray, um, and I'm going to say that uh, we are. Anti- I, I will say
0: the Apple does take nice pictures, though. Not, not to. I mean, it, that was a pretty nice picture. It, anyway, it, uh, it does,
1: and and whatever whatever phone you have, Kelsey, took way better pictures than mine, and mine's only like a year old. Okay, but,
2: I don't know what you have or what your camera settings are, but they do need updating because
1: yeah, my, those my, were terrible quality photos. They were awful. Absolutely awful. I'll admit, as being an ex-professional <laughs> photographer, they were uh, bad.
0: I was literally about to say, let, and let's take this moment of opportunity to remind the fans uh, what he uh, majored in in college.
1: Yeah. What business I owned, right? Uh, Just absolutely absurd, which actually reminds me, I want to make a special shout out. Thank you for bringing up business because this clicked in my brain here. Um, I want to make a special thank you to all of the Patreons of this show. Without you guys, there would not be the transition from Medic Materials to the actual business of... Medic Materials LLC, that happened nice. within the last uh, week or so, and um, and I, you know, made the made the formal announcement that there is a name change. Medic Materials LLC. I'm not going to use the LLC, of course, except for on paperwork. But uh, but you know, for this whole time, it's been an online concept. Well, now it's a legit New York State registered business, and the only way that that happened was with the funds directly from the Patreons. So I want to make a very humble, sincere thank you to all of the Patreons who subscribe each and every month, because without you guys, that whole business proposition and what I'm working on and going to be announcing over the course of the next, say, like three months is, would not happen. And again, what I'm building is literally going to be epic. One hell of an epic announcement. I'm hoping for in February, but we'll get there. Um, so that's extremely fun. So thank you again. Is this
0: the stuff you were talking about with Mac? Uh,
1: yes, this is the stuff that ah, okay. I, I told you guys um, that uh, well, I have not released to the world yet. Um, I want to make sure that everything runs out smoothly. Um, but, uh, but again, what we're currently working on in the background of this, of this whole, you know, idea of medic materials, it, it hopefully is coming to where I've wanted it in the last two years in the next two months. Um, so just keep with us. I know we're still like, you know, five episodes behind, but at this point. I don't care. We'll catch up eventually. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are gonna we're gonna start talking about this uh, this call here, and we're gonna go w- into my favorite type of setting. We are going rustic. we are going to rustic. We are going oh. way past Gilboa, way past the sticks into rustic. Uh where you
0: want to back on right now.
1: Yep, yeah, and the banjos just bring them all mm. on in at once. So you guys, uh, your system is a uh countywide uh ALS fly car with uh the BLS ambulances also being uh county run. Okay. Uh so you have uh BLS ambulances staffed with two EMT basics and and then you have the paramedic fly car with one single paramedic in each fly car. And um, your uh, hospitals are, uh, you have a cardiac uh, like catheterization uh, and critical care center um, about an hour and 20 minutes away. Uh, And then you have a community hospital that is about 45 minutes away. And you have a critical access center about 20 minutes away. All right. Um, you guys are dispatched priority three for a elderly male with complaints of chest pain and shortness of breath. So, Initially, we like, I try and steer clear of the very generic chest pain shortness of breath calls, unless they're really intriguing. We don't do them all that often,
3: Mm -hmm. at least
1: the straightforward ones, right? Yeah. The shortness of breaths always turn into, oh my God, they're dead, or oh my God, they, you know, are intubated on the floor of whatever. So when you guys are getting dispatched to, like, chest pains, shortness of breaths. Is there anything that you guys are specifically thinking is causing those right off the rip?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, chest pain, shortness of breaths, right off the bat, I'm thinking it's, you know, I want to keep MI, you know, at the forefront of my thought. You know?
1: Yeah, and that's kind of where my brain goes as well, is like, okay, I'm going to do this MI, and i'll rule out an mi when i get there but like Mm -hmm. automatically it's mi until proven otherwise Mm -hmm. at least for them in conjunction if it's only chest pain i don't really go straight to mi i'm like okay maybe they have like you know a rapid heart rate or they have an arrhythmia or something like that um but both together immediate thought for me is mi how about you girls
2: So, I don't know if it's, like, a weird superstitious thing, but, like, anytime I get dispatched to, like, chest pain, shortness of breath, and it's not a priority one, or, like, a delta level priority, for some reason, like, something always just makes me extra nervous. I'm always like, something isn't right here. Like, something's not adding up. And so, like, I feel like then at that point, like, what I'm thinking, like, opens up to literally everything under the sun.
1: Ah. I accidentally muted Gerard, and I can't unmute it. How do I unmute you? Ah! <laughs> Gerard, unmute yourself. Press the three dots next to his name. Yeah, I did that, and and it won't let me unmute. <laughs> oh, well. oh, there we go. Okay. Uh, that, that really scared me for a moment. Um, I was dicking around on injured. my computer screen.
0: You're literally getting all jumpy and shit. I'm like, I wasn't
1: even going to say a fucking word. Nope. Nope. That was all me. Like I, had, I had nothing to say. <laughs> no, I I wasn't even doing anything. I was literally doing something else on my computer and somehow muted you. Like it wasn't yeah. even intentional. <laughs>
0: well, I, um, I think, I think we'll be okay.
1: Yeah. This is, this is why we just need to figure out how to get back in the same room. Hey, Gerard, move back. Uh, <laughs>
0: hey, everybody move no down here. It's warm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there's no snow what a, what a boring life there is oh, no, you know, nope. There's plenty of snow yeah, 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 yeah F- Seven hours, you know, west of you That's okay
0: It's it, it's better than freaking, you know, 15 hours Or whatever the fuck it takes to get here
1: Yep, what is it, like 12, something like that? Yeah, it's know. like
0: 11 hours, 12 hours, something like that
1: I Um. So So I, I agree with all of your guys' thoughts here And um, This paramedic You know literally uh, here's the dispatch information go out and is like, crap. Like, they're thinking, am I right off the rip, right? And especially where this occurs, being that it's rustic, there is a particular culture of that area to where people don't typically call EMS unless they're dead. So, that's kind of a, you know, in the back of this paramedic's mind as we go through this call. So, eventually, uh, the paramedic arrives on scene first. Uh, The BLS ambulance is still en route. And um, when they arrive, they, you know, of course, everything is... Uh, you know, like, way back in the sticks, so there's, like, an 8,000-foot driveway. They drive up the, the really, you know, shady driveway, and they finally get to this house, get out of their fly car, and they hear screaming, like, male screaming coming from the house. And they grab their first in-bag. Like, in screaming or, like, somebody help screaming. It all, so... It was, it, I, like, I asked the exact same question to this provider, and the best thing that they said was they just heard, like, screaming. It was nondescript. It, like, ah, type screaming. And then it would pause for a little bit, and then it was, like, ah, coming from the house. There was no, like, oh, my God, my, you know, my chest hurts or my leg hurts or stop killing me. There was nothing like that. So paramedic uh, grabs the uh, the ALS drug bag uh, and their cardiac monitor and walks up to the house. Now I'm gonna pause here now would you guys thinking scene safety would you guys enter I was just say that Yeah, so what are your kind of thoughts with the screaming like does that is that a red flag or is that like okay, let me go investigate.
0: Yeah, I might actually want to. Uh, uh, talk yeah, to, uh, that's, that's a red flag for me. Uh, I might call dispatch and say, hey, you know, w- w- what's going on? Can you get them back on the phone before we go in? You know?
1: Yeah, I think that's, you know, I, I think that's smart, right? That whole scene safety aspect of it. They literally could be killing people in there and they're walking into it. Who knows?
0: Right. I have chest pain and shortness of breath because there's a knife in me. Uh,
1: exactly. Exactly. Right. We don't know it. it, And this provider didn't really do much of that, like didn't go back and, you know, call for police or call dispatch or do anything like that. Uh, What they ended up doing was walking up and alongside the side of the house where the door is, there was like giant picture windows. So they were able to actually see inside and see their patient sitting in the living room screaming. Oh, so great. at this point they felt like it was safe enough to enter. There was no like stabby Mcstab stab or anything going on like that, that they could see. So this paramedic enters the home and they walk over, they announce their presence. They walk over to the, uh, to the male who's now sitting, um, in the uh, in the living room, and their initial look at this gentleman is one of he is very anxious. He's got the you know a very typical you know f- closed fist over the chest, uh, very like rocking back and forth in the chair and doing this like. You know, half breathing, half screaming, kind of, uh, you know, motion with their with their like face and mouth. So, with that, how do you guys proceed? And we're You're all looking, looking at, at Emily. you. No, we're all looking at Emily. We know it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not me. Don't worry, guys. I'll get that manual blood pressure. Be
3: the best one you ever get.
1: No, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm not against a manual blood pressure in this type of situation.
3: Perfect. I mean, in all seriousness, though, well, like if if that's what you're seeing, like you're going to move quickly.
1: So, I yeah, I think you know, Gerard. You always talk about anxiety chain breaking that anxiety chain, and when people are legit in crisis yeah. that's the way they're going to present and yeah. and this this guy seems like he's already presenting in that crisis type of situation
0: yeah and so I mean one of the things I probably would have done differently going in is uh yeah first in bag monitor I probably would have brought my ALS ship too. um
1: this, this this paramedic did. Their first in bag is is attached to their ALS oh, okay. bag. Gotcha. So you know the the only thing that they don't have is an oxygen tank. That's the only uh, thing that they do not bring inside uh, uh, with them.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, this is where you know get a quick, I mean, like really quick, good assessment in, and and start treating it as. To, to calm this dude the fuck
1: down, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, like, I know dispatch said he's had having chest pain, but how many times does dispatch get it wrong? Like, ask him what's going on, because like clearly something's wrong. We just don't really know what at this point.
1: Right? Yeah, and that's and that's exactly it. So, uh, the uh, the paramedic, you know, finally like, hey, dude, what the heck's going on? Right? And tries to get. Uh, Some of this story because this patient is alert, you know, looks at them and, uh, you know, starts trying to, you know, communicate to uh, to the paramedic. And so this gentleman goes on to say that they have been experiencing a very uh, sharp, intense chest pain with uh, with a heavy pressure alongside of that off and on for approximately. 11 days. And. Whoa, okay, there is nothing days? approximate about 11 days.
3: Wait, what? <laughs> You're yeah, right, that's very specific. I mean,
1: sure. It's 11? 11. So, wow. yes. So, 11 days, they've been experiencing periods of chest pressure as well as very sharp chest pain. Okay. Huh. Um, the guy goes on to say that uh, since the afternoon, about four or five hours uh, from the time that EMS arrives on scene, they started having this chest pain. And that it's only increased in severity over this four or five hours that they've, they've had it today. Um, and that they, they say... Uh, they point literally to their chest and they say, you know, from the right side to the left side, all across the, uh, you know, the sternal area, it is a severe chest pain. But they also say that the rear of the uh, left arm from the shoulder to the fingertips also has pain, as well as in between the shoulder blades. So... Before we even go on, is that a great presentation or not so much in your guys' opinion? Well,
0: great as in like classic textbook I'm having a heart
3: attack. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was going to say great as in like there's not much question. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> and in my, I got this one. In, in my opinion, it's like, okay, we've taken most of the guesswork out. Let me just confirm it with an EKG. Like, that's kind of where my, my brain goes. If someone goes, Hey, this is, this is what I'm feeling. And it's that. Right. Right. So they, they go on. I feel like, like, this is the
2: point where you're like, you're sitting there and you're like, yep, it's about to be a day. Like, and you're just sitting there and you got to think like, especially if you're out in rustic, like, okay, how far away is my ambulance? Like, And those are the things that I feel like the minute that he said that, oh, this has been going on for 11 days, and he actually looks super sick, that I'd be like, oh, good. Okay, my nearest appropriate facility is an hour and a half away, and my luck, it's got, like, ice and snow, and it's a whole blizzard going on right now. (laughs) So what am I going to have to do to get
1: him there the quickest? Right.
0: I mean, no offense, Kelsey. I missed that part.
1: What was that? Uh, Gerard, I didn't hear that.
0: I, said I did, uh, There was a blizzard. I missed that
1: part. No, 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 no. She was just saying, in her luck, there would oh. be a blizzard. There's the clear gotcha. weather. Clear weather. Oh, well, I mean, think weather, about the know,
0: luck you of you the patient.
1: Weather, you know what I'm doing. The <laughs> 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 um, no, I I would 100% agree. I think in this in this situation, it, you know, especially understanding. I mean, I work in a rural district. You know, and there are people that are the old farmers that are, you know, like you are when they call you, you're like, oh, my God, they're dead. Like they're missing an arm or they have
2: already shaken hands with the Grim Reaper. Right.
1: They're literally on death's door. And I'm like, I'm going to be doing CPR intubation. That's all I'm going to do, because they wouldn't have called me unless they're dead. Right. Like they got fences to do. They got you know, animals to feed, they got hay to do, like, they got shit that's more important than living. And now, all of a sudden, they're calling me? Like, no. I feel like, you know, this is that kind of culture, you know? And, like, it, it just seems like the more rustic you get, that seems to be the kind of culture that you get all over the place. So, uh, I can say this because the next... Uh, piece of information this paramedic gets is that this gentleman spent the last three days cutting stacking and getting firewood ready for the winter at 75 years old so amazing for him you? You like amazing for this guy right but kind of falls into that old farmer mentality of like, hey, there's shit to get done. Like, I don't care if I'm 75, age is just a number. I'm going to go and do it. So now this gentleman kind of is like, yeah, I might have overdone myself because again, now I'm having this excruciating pain. So the paramedic goes on to, you know, start, getting the cardiac monitor out, turn it on, get leads out and everything like that to start getting a three and a 12 lead. And while they're, uh, you know, trying to undo all the wires and stuff, they start going like, Hey, what is your like medical history? What is, you know, all of like, do you have cardiac problems? Do you have any of these types of, you know, issues that might point me in a direction of, yeah, uh, they definitely have, you know, a cardiac, con- you know, complaint. And uh, this, uh, this gentleman goes on to say that they have hyperlipidemia, so high cholesterol. Uh, they have hypertension. They're a diabetic. And they have, uh, they are under the care of a cardiologist. And the uh, cardiologist has requested to do uh, previous uh, cardiac catheterizations, but they have since refused. So, this paramedic then uh, goes on well, to say... I'm sorry, they what? They refused. They said, I don't need that. So then... This, <laughs> then <this Jokes> on <laughs> <news>. <laughs> So...
2: I, I genuinely think I probably would have just stopped and looked at the guy and like blinked a couple times
1: and then just had to keep going because then I'm like, oh, good. Right. So this paramedic kind of did. That was a
0: bold strategy cut.
1: Right. (laughs) Exactly. And now you see the result. Um, Right. So this paramedic goes on to say, like, why does the cardiologist believe that you need these? And they go on to say that at least one uh, that they know of, of their coronary arteries is 85% blocked. God damn. So... So I'm gonna do a Damn! because I feel like that deserves that. Um, so they go on and they finally get a uh, a first set of vital signs as well as a uh, a twelve lead and a three lead. So the initial set of vital signs that come out of the auto cuff because they didn't grab a manual uh, is a blood pressure of one fifty one over seventy one a uh, heart rate of 78 and an SpO2 of 100% on room air. Uh, they go on to do a, um, uh, a three lead, which comes out as what this paramedic says is a sinus arrhythmia. Uh, and then they go on to do a 12 lead, which spits out a left bundle branch block. Uh, in the, you know, 75 to 80 uh, beats per minute range. Now, I was able to get my hands on the, uh, the 12 leads from this call. Thank you to this paramedic. They're awesome. Um, and I sent it to you guys so that you guys could actually see it and kind of tell me what your guys' thoughts are on this initial 12 lead. So the floor is yours because there's definitely a left bundle 100% there is a left bundle um but do you guys see anything else that is concerning or worrisome or anything like that
0: my fingers on my nose
1: nah. <laughs> That means it's uh, it's it's paramedic Kelsey's turn to do Ooh, some uh, EKG now interpretation.
0: Talking. Now we're talking.
1: She's like, don't look at me, fool. I'm not unmuting myself. Oh.
2: I, I was trying to unmute myself, and it wasn't working.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm also pulling up the photo because I'm slow. This damn mute button is going to be our death tonight, apparently. I know. So <laughs> this definitely would have been one of those ones
2: that I, I would have like, ripped off, and I probably would have just sighed, like, initial look, just been like, (sighs) okay, um, so this is where you need scurbosis, and I don't actually have that memorized, so I'd have to pull out the fancy little chart that I have, and do it off the fancy little chart that I have, because I can't remember that for the life of me,
0: somebody should have called somebody,
1: uh, you know, huh? Somebody. He's yeah. He's saying, uh, make sure that we're uh, you know contacting the Maha Butchie to be. Oh lady. yeah. Call Butch. Hey! Okay.
2: If I'm in rustic, I doubt Butch is gonna. I'm gonna be able to get a phone signal to Butch.
1: <laughs> I mean that is that's that's probably true. Um, so and, the best thing I could do was pull out my little cheat sheet chart that I
2: have to go off that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know, so for those that don't know what Scarbosa is. Uh, It is a criteria that was uh, developed, you know, like in the 90s. I think it was 94, 95, somewhere around there. And the whole purpose was to help diagnose ST elevation MI or STEMIs in a left bundle branch block or a ventricular like pacemaker rhythm. And why this is so difficult is that everything in a left bundle branch is wide. Everything is wonky. So your ST elevations are present just because of the left bundle branch block, right? In a ventricular pace rhythm, everything is wide and everything is wonky. There's depressions and there's elevations. So they needed something that would say, okay, I'm looking at something underneath this left bundle branch block or this ventricular paste rhythm, and I'm seeing ST elevations. So with that, um, your Scarbosa criteria is threefold. There's, uh, You're looking at concordant ST elevation of greater than one millimeter, all right, in more than one lead. You're looking for concordant ST depression of more than one millimeter in more than one lead of V3 or V1 through V3. And then you're looking for excessive discordant ST elevation in more than one lead anywhere with one millimeter more of ST elevation. All right. So it's kind of confusing and it works great with pictures. I keep a picture of Scarbosa on my phone. Like I snapshot it so I can go into my, you know, pictures and be like, boom, Scarbosa. Right. That's how I usually do it because this is so damn hard to remember. I just don't. Um, So with that, um, when you're looking at this, and again, you're looking at a crazy EKG here, but when you actually look at it and apply Scarbosa, you can say that there is elevation in V2 as well as lead three. However, you also have to say that there is significant depressions in the lateral leads as well as the septal and anterior leads. So there's a lot going on here, right? And what, if you guys, you know, look at this and figure it out, what is your next step? Launch a helicopter. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't yeah. disagree, right? The, the, the cardiac I mean, center you at is... least
2: have to ask because, like, I know some counties do, like, the auto-dispatch thing, but I don't know anybody who, like, Priority 3, chest pain, because I'm assuming dispatch just got... I've had chest pain for 11 days, and, you know, I wouldn't have launched a helicopter for that either. Yeah. Um, but that's one of those things, like, you know... Are they an hour and a half away? Are they, you know, hovering already? I don't know. I need to know.
1: Right. <laughs> that and, way
2: I can determine, like, the next seven steps.
1: Right. And nothing, nothing helicopter wise was done on this call as to this point in time. So nothing, nothing was requested. Nothing was put on standby. Nothing was auto dispatched. Nothing, nothing. So. Well, because
0: you know, 11 days, they kind of just threw everything kind of off a little bit. And you're like, wait, wait, hold the fuck up. I'm surprised. You
1: know? Like in some cases, I'm surprised that a paramedic even went to this call. Right. You're, you're looking at 11 days, you know, yeah. with chest pain. The, the county might be like, nah, I'll just send the BLS crew and they might ask for a medic later. You you don't know.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, and I, and I I wouldn't fault them if they did. I mean, it's, you know, that's, that's two weeks, yeah, no
1: yeah, I mean that's a long period of time to go with the same complaint, you know um so ultimately the uh, the BLS crew finally arrives, and uh, the paramedic kind of you know tells them like, hey, this is the story um, and they kind of just look at the look at the paramedic and go, "What do you need?" And so the paramedic instructs them to uh, get a manual blood pressure to confirm that it is uh, in the one fifties uh, systolic. It's me. I'm
3: there. I'm ready.
1: Yep, there you go. Uh, as well as they ask the second EMT to administer three twenty four of aspirin. So three hundred twenty four milligrams of aspirin. Uh, is delivered to this patient. They chew them up. They swallow it. Everything is grand. Um, And meanwhile, the paramedic goes and makes a decision, uh, even though they are aware of Scarbosa and they do uh, notice that there is um, what they believe is a Scarbosa-positive finding in V2 – Now, this paramedic did not find the finding in lead three. They find it only in V2. And they go on and they say, listen, I'm going to send my EKG to the hospital and I'm going to call med control. So they step outside of the residence to make a phone call now. Are you guys okay with this decision? At least, at least. Till I don't now? know if
2: I would have stepped outside. I know like, depending on where they are, like service wise, service might have been an issue. But I think like, if it was a noise thing, step in like the room next door where you can still watch. Um, rather than completely outside. Unless so, like you physically could not talk to a doc any other way.
1: There's totally the, uh, the, the you know baby paramedic not trusting the emt badasses that i was gonna say i'm sorry
3: hold <laughs> on a second are your compressions different than my compression no
1: Damn! <laughs> shots fired <laughs> i just don't like the idea of like
2: walking back in and minute
1: oh darn it they're doing cpr <laughs> right like hey uh kelsey we need you back in here like really quick wave 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 um, yeah
2: like that makes me more uh, uncomfy than the fact that like you probably do compressions better than I do I'm just saying cool. I don't like get like caught off guard hey by the way they're dead now I mean aren't
3: you already thinking that I
0: mean, on the yeah.
1: 12 lead record?
0: yeah in, in, in,
1: in regards to what like what are you thinking on the 12 <laughs> lead
0: like why are you still
1: alive oh yeah yeah well, yeah but you're just
3: like you see a crappy 12 lead and you're like oh shit you Know has the potential to get really bad, so that's
0: already in the back of your mind. Agreed. Well, and that's my kind of my thing was like, um, why don't we let's just get the show on the road? We'll start rolling. I'll call and see if we can get a chopper to meet us somewhere between here and the hour and a half place away. Yep, and uh, let's uh, let's start heading in the right direction instead of sitting here and you know having a wow and you know breaking out the freaking uh, you know, tuna sandwiches and a you know, sit and watch a TV and see you know, how things progress, you know.
1: How do you feel now? Right, as they're lying on the floor. Um, So many things are going on at this point in time. So the paramedic decides to step out and make this phone call. And the, uh, the firemen that have now arrived, because there was, you know, initial firemen that were dispatched as well. Uh, what was that?
0: I said now we're safe. Now we're good.
1: Now we're now we're totally safe, right? Oh yeah. Uh the the CFRs are here. Good yes. gravy. So I'm sorry, really, really more beneficial when they get their my Yes. <laughs> she, she, she audibles. The firemen are doing compressions. Um so the, the firemen arrive, and the EMTs that are inside say to the firemen, like, hey, go grab the stretcher, um, go grab the stair chair, and we are going to begin the process of extricating from this house. Um, and that whole process begins uh, while this paramedic is on the phone. So the, uh, the ultimate reason as to... Uh, the call that was made was the paramedic was fairly certain as to what they saw and they were going to go the route of this is a confirmed STEMI. We're going to treat it as a confirmed STEMI and we're going to transport it like aggressively like a STEMI. However, they wanted full confirmation of what they were seeing so this paramedic makes the phone call talks to the doctor and the doctor then goes um hold on and says yeah we're gonna call you back (laughs) and hangs up the phone
0: i'll be gone dude you ain't even gonna fucking get me
1: so did like, you just have to call the cardiologist first, guys? Come on. Right? So at this point, the paramedic decides, okay, you know, she's already, you know, on the, on the stair chair getting, or uh, the dude's already on the stair chair and they're, you know, meandering out of the house. So this paramedic goes and makes the determination of let's get to the, finally, we're going to get to the chopper requests the chopper, and the chopper uh, air medical accepts the flight and says that they have a 20-minute ETA to the landing zone that they set up about 15 minutes down the road. So they should arrive more or less around the same time. I feel like that's a, a pretty decent decision. Like we're, we're finally getting the ball moving, Right. So firemen, along with the EMTs, uh, get this gentleman finally to the stretcher, inside the ambulance. Everyone starts to, you know, get moving. Um, what are you guys going to be doing in the back of your office at this point in time?
0: Oh, well, IV, fluids, nitro, aspirin, all the good stuff. Uh, morphine.
1: What
2: was their blood pressure?
0: Uh,
1: the last one, over... the last one was uh, like one fifty one over seventy. They haven't okay. taken another. I well, said
2: one fifteen, so I got confused. Okay.
1: No, they one fifty one over seventy was the last blood pressure that they've taken. Uh, heart rate still remains in the seventies. So, with the with what I'm seeing on the, uh on the actual EKG that I was sent looking, you know, being able to Monday morning quarterback it, I'm seeing some inferior involvement. So I don't know if I would have done nitro right off the rip, maybe do, maybe do a right sided, then do it. Um, I, I think that's all provider preference, to be honest. You know, most of the time, some people will, some people won't. There's no protocol that says you can't. You know, ACLS yeah, doesn't the, say that the you can't. pressure
3: can maintain it. So until it can I don't disagree with it.
1: Yeah, but you know, you've got access. Like, I don't think so.
3: Yeah,
2: I think that would have been one of those decisions that you based off, like, you know, does this gentleman have pipes and you know you can get two 16s if you wanted to? Right. Or are you going to be hoping you can get a 24 in his pinky?
1: Right, you know, you, we love those those twenty fours in the in the pinky, especially on hypothermic patients. They're great. Um, so, uh, as as this you know paramedic starts riding down the road towards this LZ, another blood pressure is taken. Uh, this one is uh, comes back as um, one fifty eight over eighty seven. Uh, heart rate is still a, in the seventies on the monitor via the, you know, the, the three lead or four lead, whatever you want to call it still is what they're considering a sinus arrhythmia. Uh, respiratory rate is unlabored in the twenties. Um, and they're satting at 99% on no oxygen. So room air at this point in time, uh, the paramedic does go ahead and, uh, puts in an 18 in the, uh, in the right AC, um, and hangs, uh, you know, a thousand bag of normal saline and goes ahead and puts it like half wide open. I'm going to pause for just one second. Is Tammy watching TV, Gerard? Cause I can hear. No man.
0: no, man. I'm in the room all by myself.
1: That's so weird. Maybe it's me that I'm hearing a feedback loop or something.
0: Oh.
1: Um, that's weird. Um, so, yeah, so uh, thousand bag normal saline is, uh, is hung, uh, and they, you know, place it at about half wide open, like I said. Uh, at this point in time, they, uh, they do go ahead and administer uh, 0. 0.4 milligrams of nitroglycerin via uh, under-the-tongue sublingual spray, um, and then they
2: get a... Okay, I, I do have to interrupt for a second a little bit off topic. I had nitroglycerin administered during a test I had today, and that shit is weird. <laughs> so, sorry to all of our patients who get it.
1: So... so hold on. Let, let's let's pause there, because we've never been able to discuss this. What, what was weird about it? So, like,
2: your head, like... Your feet feel heavy, and your head feels light, and your entire body just gets, like, really, really warm. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Weird. That is weird.
2: I They were like, oh, how are you feeling? I was like, I'm feeling really hot. Like, I'm really sweaty right now. And, like, you start getting, like, that lightheaded, like, airy feeling, but, like, your feet feel really heavy still.
1: Huh.
2: And I was just really, really warm.
1: Well, ain't that interesting. I mean, I've heard of, you know, the woozy feeling. I've heard of the headaches. I've heard of, you know, the lightheadedness and the warm. I've never heard somebody say that their feet were heavy. Yeah, I was like.
0: wondering why you would shoot freaking nitro into yourself.
1: I don't.
2: Well, I had a test today, and they gave me nitro. But I, I would like, like, I don't know if it's because my head felt so lightheaded that the rest of my body felt heavy. But it was just a little weird. Huh. Interesting. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, huh, and I spray multiple sprays of these to people who have chest pain. They must yeah, be gone for a
1: trip at that point. Yeah, you dumb jerk. I mean, we all do it's it. Dumb. <laughs> right? Um,
0: so, how did, there, so how did this uh, this thing continue?
1: Oh, I, <laughs> moving right along. <laughs> like we're all a little salty.
0: I'm trying to get you back on track because you're, you're going off on a tangent.
1: I, I thought it was a good tangent. Anywho, it's like, it's like us going off on
0: tangents, talking about you know zippers and fucking what <laughs> and shit, and, and you're like trying to hurt us back in. And I, uh, he's okay, like, "Okay, I feel like, like my tangent
1: was way more relevant than any of the two of you." And I, I 100% agree with no, that. No, and like, it, it's like
0: I've never,
1: I've never heard Gerard try and wrangle the cats. It sounded aggressive <laughs> and weird wrangling the cats is my job (laughs) so so uh so uh the 0.4 milligrams of nitro uh is administered and uh and then this paramedic gets the phone call back from uh from the you know the er the cardiac center that they had called um, and the, uh, the cardiologist is now on the phone with, uh, with this paramedic and the cardiologist says like, Hey, how are they doing? What's going on? This medic updates them and just says, yep, this is what I'm doing. This, you know, this is the way they're presenting. They're still alert and oriented. They're, you know, complaining of five on 10 pain right now. They still have the pressure in their chest, uh, but no real crazy changes from when we called uh, earlier. So this cardiologist says uh, there is 100% Scarbosa criteria met, uh, and they actually say that there is uh, elevations in 3, V2, and V3. And they are... Uh, also concerned of all of the the significant, you know, depressions in the lateral leads. And they more or less just say, yep, they're confirming it is a STEMI, you know, in these significant places and that get them to the cath lab. Um, Whereas this paramedic then just says, yep, we've already ran with that. They're getting a helicopter ride and they should be with you know with you guys in the next 45 minutes or so and they hang up everything keeps going so the uh the next uh let's see here the next uh uh ekg uh spits out and uh shows what you guys what you guys see so uh the second picture that i sent to you guys that is what uh what you see. And ultimately you see, um, you know, depressions in the lateral leads, you see depressions in V2. You also see, um, some elevations, uh, utilizing Scarbosa in, uh, V or not V, but in lead three, uh, as well as AVF. And then, um, with Scarbosa, you also see V2 N three be scarbosa positive, so there's elevations underneath that left bundle branch block as well uh, in those leads. So you're looking at a inferior wall along with some, you know, anterior septal wall uh, infarct. With I would say, with all of the depressions that I'm looking at, you know, the lateral wall is about to go as well. I mean, these. Well, yes, yeah, been some eleven of these, days. Yeah, some of these are are five six millimeters deep. These depressions, they're they're big, right? Um, so no real crazy changes. Just you know some some increases in certain leads that we already knew about. Uh, so this paramedic goes and uh, takes another set of vitals. Uh, which uh, come back as a blood pressure, no real change of 153 uh, over 81. Uh, heart rate still at sinus arrhythmia at 72. The uh, the EMT goes ahead and places oxygen at two liters um, because the uh, SpO2 had started to dip uh, to the you know mid to low 90s around like 92, 93. So that comes back up to uh, the high 90s with the two liters of, uh, of oxygen. Uh, and they, they were – the patient starts to show some signs of, you know, fatigue and, uh, you know, just some more slight shortness of breath. Nothing real crazy. They're not, you know, breathing in broken sentences or anything like that. So this paramedic administers another um, – dose of uh of nitroglycerin and then they also oh, uh, yes with the increase in shortness of
2: breath were lung sounds ever
1: re-listened to uh no so lung sounds initially which i never gave to you guys because i'm a dingbat uh were clear and equal but no no repeat lung sounds were ever given to me so i don't know whether or not they were listened to or not I would hope that there's no changes, uh, but nothing was ever given to me.
0: So, has anything been done for the pain? Uh,
1: That's what I was just going to (laughs) say. So, I'm getting there. You guys are always one sentence ahead of when I'm literally going to say it. Um, So, this paramedic goes ahead and gives uh, 50 mics of fentanyl IV for uh, just to ease the pain as well as kind of chill the dude out. Because again, there's still that like anxiety chain, not anymore of the screaming, but you could still tell that there is, you know, some, some anxiety about the situation. So um,
0: Here's another one where I'm like, it's like, why are, I don't know. It just seems like, I don't know. It, it seems like people are very, I don't know. Scared is the right word to use, but like nobody even wants to touch the fucking morphine, yet morphine would be freaking perfect for this guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't, dis- I don't disagree, transport.
0: especially with the transport time and everything else. It's like, why am I giving him 50 mics of fentanyl when I'm gonna have to give him another 50 in freaking 10 minutes? I can just give him five of morphine, see where we go from there.
1: Agreed, you know, and not, and here's the other thing when we're talking morphine, like we use morphine a lot, right? But not everyone carries it. That That's the other thing. A lot cool. of agencies are now going away from morphine. So there's agencies out there that don't even carry it. Like, they don't even have it as an option. Cool. It's fentanyl. You know? In our system, you know, we have morphine, fentanyl, ketamine to choose from. You know? Um, I don't know. I don't know the the rationale behind... Picking one over the other you know it
0: seems like the people i've been in contact with lately and stuff it's like you know even the past few years you can see it's like you know fentanyl this fentanyl that fentanyl 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 i've had you know someone that you know or i arrived on scene to take a patient from them and you know femur she had femur fracture oh I gave him fentanyl why the fuck didn't you just give him fucking morphine you know jesus christ
1: yeah and (laughs) and honestly like you know, I, I'm very uh, specific in when I give one over the other. Um, typically for me, any type of orthopedic anything gets morphine. Like right off the rip. You know, it just Ooh. works better in orthopedics, you know. Um, and then a lot of other things get fentanyl like if you're just complaining of you know back pain or something like that yeah i'm probably going to give you fentanyl you know i'm probably
0: going to give you ibuprofen okay
1: well i mean i don't have that ability mr i work in a better system now um i wish that i could just be like here's some ibuprofen call me tomorrow i don't have that luxury you know i get to increase the opioid problem by giving them opioids there you go like you know I'm doing my job well, for big farmers.
0: Yeah, we don't want to run out of freaking you know junkies out there. You know, no,
1: not at all. Um, so the 50th fentanyl's given, um, and now uh, you know we're gonna say five to six minutes goes by, and uh, they do you know reassessment, and they're still complaining of uh, you know this pain. Mm-hmm. But the pressure has gone away. Uh, but now their, their chest pain is at a one-on-ten and from a five-on-ten. Um, and they are a lot more relaxed. They're, you know, talking with EMS. Uh, and they seem still a little worried, but not, oh, my God, anxious. Right? Um, vital signs uh, after uh, all that. Pretty much remain the same. Um, you know, the, the last one uh, that uh, they have recorded here is 154 over 91. Um, heart rate doesn't change. Stays, you know, sinus arrhythmia in the 70s. Their respiratory rate comes down to 18. And they stay at, you know, 98% on room air. Um, now, let's see. Let me move down into my notes here. Um, the uh, the last 12 lead uh, that these guys get uh, is the one that um, I sent you guys. Um, and here, oh, Gerard just got bonked from the call.
3: I think you're doing it on purpose
1: now. Nope, there he is. Can you guys? hold
2: on. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, I had to switch on to my phone because I have to run to CBS to pick up a Christmas present. So you guys are going wireless.
1: Fun, Gerard. Are you back? All good. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So the uh, the last twelve lead that uh, that this crew takes is uh, the one that I sent you. Um, and what is cool about it is the left bundle branch block is now no longer there. It's no longer present. Oh, um, funny, get RMA. In. He's out. Cool. Yep, RMA. See you later. Bye. Can you RMA once oh. you're in the ambulance already. <laughs> like we are moving people. Yeah, there you go. Goodbye. Yeah, I kick him right out the door. See you later.
0: Um. Hey, it's better than punching him in the face multiple times.
1: You know? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what I think is kind of cool about this is you know you can you can honestly see uh the um. The left bundle branch block is, you know, gone. Um, you're back into Phase, a... Sne-
0: That's dilation will do, you know?
1: It's, it's amazing, right? Uh, and um, so they're back in a sinus rhythm. You still have depressions in the lateral leads, but they're not as bad. They're now like two or three millimeters instead of five or six. Uh, but you can see... Uh, the elevations now more present in uh, in the inferior leads. Uh, what you also don't see is the uh, infarct in the anterior and septal leads, like you did prior. Now those are depressions. Um, so again, there's some some significant changes here uh, that this paramedic, you know, goes and sees and moves forward. Uh, So ultimately, the uh, the EMS crew, the ambulance, along with this gentleman arrive at the LZ. Um, They're there for about five or so minutes. Uh, Pain doesn't change. It remains a one on 10. And um, and the patient is in some fairly good spirits. Uh, The uh, the air medical crew arrives. They get there and um, they end up, you know, taking over patient care. Uh, you know, all of the EKGs are are swapped around and see you later. Goodbye. They are off to the, uh, the cardiac center. Um, now, the one great thing that I have is an update. I don't have any type of update from the care that this guy received once on the helicopter. Uh, but they did arrive at the helicopter. He never lost pulses or anything like that, which is... Awesome. Always a good thing. Uh, but uh, they ended up cathing this guy.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. Let me guess. Yes. UTI.
1: Ah, they cathed this UTI? That'd be weird. Yeah, that'd Why be... not? <laughs> uh, just, you know, make a bigger hole for a bigger UTI <laughs> next time. Um, <laughs> but uh, they ended up cathing this guy three separate stents um where i'm not entirely sure uh there was no update on location of stents just the number of stents um which was three so i think that you know i refuse what was that
2: i said so basically what i'm hearing is this time he did not refuse
1: uh, apparently this gentleman did not refuse this time maybe he learned his lesson and was like, "Yep, not going through that again." Um, so, your guys' overall thoughts on what transpired? Everyone's lo- everyone's not looking I'm at gonna, Gerard.
3: Don't I'll jump at once. <laughs>
1: All right, I'm going to call on Emily.
3: No. I guess my question to you guys would be like, say you have no cell service and you're like, man, I think it's Garbosa, but I don't really know. Would your treatment have changed?
0: Nope.
3: No. So this, so my point to this is do not get stuck up on Garbosa because you just need to treat your patient. Like I'm going through this whole thing and I'm thinking like, oh man, okay, we're going to call the doc. Like I'm all for that. Send it. Send it to the doc, send it to the professionals. They can pull up an old, they can do this. They can call cardiology, but like, I'm not going to wait to treat for that. I'm still going to treat, treat this man's chest pain. Yeah.
1: And, and I don't disagree. Um, I keep accidentally
2: I muting myself when I'm trying to talk.
1: <laughs> that, see, that's what happens when you drive to the store during a podcast. Maybe uh, you should get an Apple product.
2: I was, was going to say that like our ACS protocols and our STEMI protocols are pretty much one and the same, just shy of the fact that like yeah. we don't provide a stimulator if there's no elevations.
1: Well, and that's it. So I don't really think anything drastically changed with the treatment plan. I think that was the treatment plan, you know, even before the phone call was made, that was the treatment plan. You know, may I don't know what would have happened. You know, if anything had changed, um, but I don't, I don't think that, you know, there wasn't any signs to show that they were going to withhold any of that. But I agree. For like, I've been in the situations where, you know, you're hemming and hawing over things that you just go and do. It doesn't matter. Right. right. It, it doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. So again, you know, ACS is ACS anywhere. Right. And you're going to treat it with ACLS. So just go about it. Right. And even if you couldn't transport this, like you guys say, you're going to treat it as a STEMI anyway. Right. Based well, off of based off of, um, you know, patient presentation. You're not necessarily going to wait for, oh, man, you know, it says that there's a STEMI. Like, you know, the, the idiot box on the monitor spits out, you know, lateral wall STEMI. You're not going to wait for that. You're you know, going to go.
2: If it looks like a duck and walks like a duck.
0: I called STEMI alerts where my patient technically only had maybe, you know, a little bit of elevations here and there, maybe some depressions, but nothing that met actual STEMI criteria, but. They looked like shit and they were howling in pain. So, you know right. what? I'm calling it. And if you want to tell me I was wrong to do it later, uh, whatever. Fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. You
1: know, and I can pay for Yeah, I mean,
2: the worst thing that happens is they look at you and go, eh, they're not having a STEMI.
1: Right. Okay. And, well, and even then, you've, you tell me what they're having. But even then, you're still ahead of the eight ball, which I right. think this whole... Like, we always say, get ahead of the eight ball. Right? Right. And... I think that is the, you know, I think that's the the thing to take away from this is is don't let some uncertainty get in the way of what's obvious and move forward with it. Right. You know, because right. Be you know, and this is one of those like don't treat the monitor, treat your patients kind exactly. of scenarios. You know, where you you go and you're like, okay, hey, you know, this is Um, you know, this is what transpires and you don't want to get hung up and miss what you actually should be doing. Like it would be, it would be a tragedy if they got so hung up on like, okay, we're, we, we need the doc to make this call. And if the docs don't call me back, I'm not doing anything. That would be atrocious. At least they still went and did stuff. But we all know no, I mean, people that wouldn't.
0: But if you look at your patient and the thought in your head goes, hmm, I might end up doing CPR on this guy sooner or later. You should probably call the fucking semi without any freaking 12 leads or anything else. Just fucking just just treat them. You know, give them give them give him what you got to give them. Right. That's why EMT basics have a protocol for here. Here's some fucking aspirin. Oh, you're on nitro here. Have some nitro and let's go. Right. You know, they don't take 12 right. weeks. So, I mean, well, no, maybe now they do, but they don't interpret them. Right. They're just going well, based so on I just and, say, presentation say, and vital signs. Right. And you
3: know? That's what I was just going to say. If I had done that call as a basic, not having 12-week capabilities, they would have gotten nitro. Their pressure supported it.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And one of the things that I remember, too, going back in, you know, throughout my EMS career is I remember – one very particular call that I just happened to do with your husband, Emily, Mm -hmm. um, in that we went to a call that we were both, you know, EMT basics, no online, you know, no monitor capability. And I walked in there being, you know, the, the one that was going to take this call. So the primary EMT and from the moment I locked eyes on my patient, I was like, she's having an MI. Guaranteed, no, like no joke, this lady's having an MI. And <laughs> we, we, nothing was dispatched for, you know, it was like a weakness call. Nothing was dispatched for, you know, oh. cardiac. Nothing was dispatched for, um, you know, a, a medic. Nothing. And we were in another person's district doing mutual aid. So it wasn't even like I could call my own company and be like, hey, paramedic, come save me. Like, nothing. Him and I ended up driving 40 minutes to the nearest cardiac center, linking up with a medic halfway down, who then was like, oh, yeah, look at that. She's having a STEMI. Again, it, it's kind of, you know, like, like you say, you don't need the monitor to, to be like, yeah, that, that looks and smells like a STEMI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so I think the lesson really should be don't, don't get hung up on the EKGs, the monitors, the readouts, the printouts, and all that good stuff. Right. Always focus. I mean, yeah, that stuff is great and can help you drastically, but don't forget to look at your patient and to right. trust what you're seeing. Right. You know?
0: Yeah. It, it literally is as simple as that. It's like, you know, all those other things, verbose and, you know, 12 lead interpretation, all this, that's all great to help you, you know, uh, solidify what it is you're looking at and, and say definitively, hey, this is what I'm looking at and this is what we have. But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's, you have to have all that shit. All you need to do is look at a guy, they're pale, freaking cool, diaphoretic, completing a chest pain, radiating to their arm and their jaw. Hey, guess what? It's probably not a fucking UTI.
1: Right. You're right. You know
0: Right, you know, oh, again, it
1: could be, yeah, and <laughs> exactly. And we're just lone paramedics and EMS. Who knows? Like, we get duped all the time. But you know what? Who who also gets duped all the time? The hospital people, the cardiologists, right? Yeah. The hospitalists, the ER docs. They all get duped all the time. They don't know what's going on ninety nine percent of the time. Just like we don't you know and and i and i agree i think a lot of this is really great information to know you know but at the same time a lot of it is just filler knowledge like yeah. it's you know it's great to know but it's not going to save your butt in the long run you know now the only thing that i have to say um in in regards to making the initial phone call um, is at least they made an attempt to go up the chain when they were unsure. I think that's the I agree. One, I think, you know, <laughs> if they were just like, okay, I'm going to wing it. Maybe they would have made a bad decision, you know? Um, So I think the other takeaway from this is when you are very unsure of what to do, you do have somebody there to run ideas by. You know, if you are literally by yourself, if you're the lone paramedic on the scene or the lone EMT on the scene and you're above your head and you know it, reach out. You know, I I think that is a good lesson to also, you know, get from from this from this particular call. You know, don't like the whole fake it till you make it is a really funny thing that we all say, but sometimes it can get you into really some hot water. So maybe you don't fake it and you're like, yeah, I honestly don't know what I'm doing right now and call for help because no one no one's going to yell at you because you asked for help. They will,
3: but nobody gives a fuck
1: Yeah, but I don't even know if they would Like, I know I wouldn't You know, but I certainly am going to yell at you If you try and fake it And then off somebody
3: You have never heard We all worked at a place That they used to harass you for calling a doc Oh, you don't need to do that That's in your protocols Okay, well, if I have a question Or I'm just not fucking sure I'm still going to call a doc that's when you look the, the other day,
2: day, I had, like, a is
0: five-minute conversation with the doc that I really didn't need to
2: make, and I just did it anyways, because I was like, I'm going to talk to them about this because I feel like they should know.
1: Yeah, and, you know, like, that's that's what's awesome about having that assistance and that option. I think, you know, I mean, it that's is what an they're option in our toolbox. That's what
3: they're there for. Like, we don't have a lot of resources free-hospitally, and they are one of them.
1: Right. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, so, do you guys have anything else to add on top of this? Before yeah. I before I say, you know, let's end this whole thing?
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, we, I, think we, uh, I think we covered it. I mean, yeah. it's uh...
1: Like I said, it's a, it was a fairly straightforward call. Um, Yeah. There's no real
0: weird, you know, twists or turns. Like, you know, we didn't freaking get there and, you know, they freaking put a hospital gown and, you know, out pops a wet bandage, you
1: know, that we didn't see. (laughs) How dare you. How how dare you. (laughs) Uh, So guys, thank you again uh, for, uh, you know, being able to come into the same place uh, in some short notice. I mean, I only gave you like four hours to get to the same place. So uh, I appreciate all of you guys. Kelsey, have fun with your uh, with your Christmas shopping. Um, you should put aside... Oh, us I on- just
2: had to pick up photos because I'm making ornaments for family members. So I'm already on my way back.
1: Oh, my good gravy. She's so sweet and kind to people. Uh, and <laughs> crafty. And crafty. I mean, have you found your nerd yet? Like, Jeepers Creepers. This is like Nerd Central. Uh <laughs> Hashtag Kelsey's
2: Okay, so uh, a sidebar about that. Lately, all of my patients keep asking me if I'm married. And you want to know what I told my dad when he said? Hi, Dad, if you're listening. Dad went, oh, well, you know, if they've got like 100 acres and a couple cows, I guess that's fine. Nice. So in case anybody wants to know, my dad will, in fact, sell me for a cow like old
1: times. There you go. (laughs) All right. He's traditional. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, Jeez. that's hilarious.
0: <laughs> I, uh, oh. I'm, I'm, I'm still pushing the computer lab.
1: Yep. Get yep. in the
0: computer lab.
1: Damn Skippy. Uh, um, go, to, go,
0: to, go to a Comic Con.
1: Oh, there you go. <laughs> um, you know? so Kelsey, I will I, I do have to thank you. Uh the uh the raised pig is absolutely divine. So, so Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. So Kelsey um, raised a pig. She, I, We got a piglet, and then Kelsey raised it and made it really super fat and amazing. And then the, her dad and her sent it to the butcher. And I literally now have a freezer, a trunk freezer, entirely full of pork. Um, and we had the, the first morning... That we had it because I brought it home in the evening. So Jess was like, tomorrow morning we're having bacon. So we got the first thing that we had was the shoulder bacon, which was um good. And then we made a spaghetti sauce with the sweet sausage, which again was um good. And then last night uh, my parents were over and um, because the boys had a school function that they wanted to see today. So we made pork chops last night, and I have never once had a pork chop that melted in my mouth.
0: Oh, I had one oh tonight.
1: And all we did was take them out of the package, put them in a pan, pan sear them, and throw them on a plate. And they literally oh. melted like butter in my mouth, and it was phenomenal. So Kelsey you're amazing. Thank you for that. Um, they will be eaten a lot. Like my I, wife keeps is, keeps saying like, we're going to have pork, right? We're going to have pork. And I'm like, we got to slow down. Like that's a year's worth of pork. You're going to eat it by January.
2: Yeah. You'll get like a month. into it and
1: You're like, hmm, I'd like to eat a chicken again. Oh, <laughs> like.
0: So There's oh, just way too much toxic masculinity in here. <laughs> I find it offensive. Animal (laughs) cruelty. I mean, how could you possibly? You knew the amount of love that goes into raising
2: these pigs before they meet their death. There is no cruelty involved.
0: But you kill them, and then you end up eating all that wonderful bacon and those delicious, delectable pork chops. Uh, I'll dripping with juice.
1: Don't you worry. Mm. I'll send you a, uh, a a freezer, you know, package. With uh, with something in it, and you can well, if you, enjoy this amazing animal that Kelsey raised.
0: If you look on the um uh, on on the face, this space is really
2: there. why my dad's willing to sell me for a hundred acre farm. Just saying. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that that picture I posted on the face space there. Yeah, uh, the face space of my the face my, page. Uh, yeah, of my uh my pork chops from tonight. Oh my god! When when you all come down here to visit, we're going to this place. Holy fucking shit that I, I've never had pork chops that good. Mm. Like you're, you're just going to talk about the pork chops. I'm just like, Oh my God. Yeah, I know. I know. was exactly that what you're talking about? In the mouth, melt. Mm.
1: Mm-mm, good. Oh, they, mm. they are so good. So good. Uh, I, was, I, will...
0: I was full after the first one, but I was like, it, that, that second one ain't never going to be as good as it is right now. So nope. we're undoing the belt.
1: Yep. You got it. You got to just <laughs> shove it down.
0: <laughs> it's, and, it's going.
1: in. Yep. I mean, heck, so they, got, they gave us, like, I don't know, a 10 or, you know, 12-pound spiral ham as one of the cuts, right? Mm. This thing is massive, and it's smoked.
0: I mean, boo, masculinity boo.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's just, it's, like, perfect. And, Jess, we're unloading the freezer, or we're unloading all the, all the you know, boxes and, and coolers that this stuff came in. And we're putting it in the trunk freezer and we get to this giant spiral ham and jess is like oh my god look at this freaking amazing ham and she's like the next words out of her mouth were we can have it for like christmas dinner and i'm like you want me to share this 12 pound beautiful ham with my family no
3: we're,
1: that's that's our ham i'm not sharing that and she's like we are gonna eat this and i'm like no like Hell never watch me <laughs> they're
0: getting View. that's it
1: Yep. Uh. so now we're having the spiral ham for Christmas dinner so cause her and I will never ever actually eat it <laughs> together
2: you know that is probably the most magical thing ever cause now I'm just bringing joy to you and all of your family so that makes my heart happy
1: yay oh, yeah so with that uh, thank you everyone for joining us uh, make sure to yay, sign car- up yay
0: carnivores yay yay <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know the the pita does not have a safe space here and we no. i think we've made yeah. that abundantly clear you're uh, telling
2: me pita doesn't stand for people eating tasty
1: animals right. That's good stuff. i could honestly say i've never heard of that one Mm-mm. yummy uh all right guys till next time stay safe thank you for listening and we'll see you next time
0: Uh, yummy ham-flavored donuts.
2: Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you'd like more information on the podcast or to send us a call to review, visit medicmaterials.com forward slash podcast. To learn more information, like us on Facebook at Medic Materials EDU or watch our weekly instructional videos on the Medic Materials YouTube channel.